All right, we're back again for another one to discuss the book of Boba Fett. We're on episode two, and it's the tribes of Tatawan. And I'm here with Ryan. What's going on, man? Oh, not much. Tribes of Tatooine. God, I did oh. a, I did a uh actually on you. God, I truly am a Star Wars nerd. <laughs> That'll work. Tatooine. What's it, Tatawan? Something like that. What's it, Tatawan for? I'm tripping. This is the one of those things where it's like if you read too many sci-fi fantasy books and you like <laughs> they have all those weird fucking names in there and you're like, uh, I think it maybe sounds like that. Mm. And then you talk to other people who read the same thing and you're like, what is wrong with you? That is you're pronouncing the same letters that are not even in there. So mm. that's yeah. what happened to me because I'm thinking like it's <laughs> T-A-T-O-O-I-N-E. Something like where I see the one at. Where is that? <laughs> It's an I in there. Dude, I was saying the name of Coruscant. I think that's how it's pronounced. God, I might even be doing it wrong. <laughs> like, I was saying it like Coruscant or something. I don't know. And that's like only the capital planet of the galaxy. And I said it wrong for fucking decades. But, you know. As long as we understand the lore and the placement of the people what? and the story going along, that's more than most. So we got to right. forgive ourselves with the little technicalities. All right. So we're on episode <laughs> What was your thoughts on this episode? Well, I I was ironically kind of kicking myself because I, you know, I made, I think, some very, very conservative speculations at the end last time. And I was like, kicking myself is like, dude, the huts are going to show up. Like, there's no way. Like one of those things you're like, oh, of course the huts are going to fucking show up. And not just like random huts, okay. but huts from Jabba's family. Because, you know, it's a crime family. And, and even outside of crime family, like even in a feudal sense, because they are throwing around the term like daimyo, like if someone in your family gets taken out, you're going to have uncles, aunts, nephews, second cousins be like, no, 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 no. You don't get to take that. That's that's still ours. That's still right. ours. It's keeping it in the family. So, right. I should have seen that one coming. No, it's no problem. But it's funny that I did think that because was uh Boba Fett that I was kind of wondering, you know, was that going to pull in more of the folks that we're familiar with in a way? We'll see. So what what do you think of the start of this one where, you know, they pretty much got the assassin from the last episode and they were, you know, bringing him back to Boba Fett to be kind of um, debriefed and to find out, you know, what was his intentions? I was, I was kind of hoping like this is this is a weird thing that he was actually gonna keep his mouth shut and it wasn't going to be easy but it's like yeah. it's like oh no we're just gonna keep threatening you and you broke <laughs> it's right like, you're going to the pit you're going to the pit and he's like oh but they and did it in a clever way they did yeah. it in a clever way and the second the second he dro like starts dropping down i'm like rancor is not there like the rancor died like <laughs> So, but it was funny that they're like, yeah, the monster is going to eat you. And he's like, no, nah. okay, I'll, I'll give up. I'll, I'll spill my guts. And then all it's down there is a fucking mouse. <laughs> and it's, and it's funny too, with this show, it's like, you know, you think it's going somewhere kind of serious and more down a certain kind of lane. And then 
then here come the jokes. It always kind of surprises me, even though I know how it kind of goes. Because sometimes it gets really kind of, you know, I'm thinking I'm watching something like something more like on Netflix or something like the show like Daredevil or not that heavy, but something like that. And then all of a sudden you get this joke or just some left field, you know, resolve, which isn't which isn't bad because that's Star Wars. But it's very well, maybe not as nuanced as I thought. Not, not that it's not working, but it just mm-hmm. it does surprise me sometimes, like the whole thing with the with the pit being empty, and then yeah. and then he's he's like hardcore the whole time. He's getting the big fight on the last episode, and then getting kind of taken in to you know be held accountable and all that stuff. And I'm not speaking. He even got a you know a knife to his neck, and he's still not speaking. So it's like we're gonna put him in the pit, and then all of a sudden he's like cowering. It kind of threw me off a little bit. Yeah, and, and then the fact that there's nothing in the pit, like I thought that I mean, was cool. That, yeah, that 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 was that was clever, and I'm 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 reminded of complaints about Marvel movies, which is wind up to a serious moment, undercut it with a joke, right? Which does happen a lot in Marvel movies. Granted, this is once so far I, yeah. i'm not remembering other bits where it's like oh super tension joke so yeah. i don't think that's going to be a thing um yeah. but i i also was kind of like can we not just have torture work every time because like <laughs> as someone who also again runs role-playing games like dungeons and dragons it's annoying how often <laughs> like yeah. players and you know the audience obviously suspects well you just do the right things clearly they're going to tell you everything it's like, that's not, not that's not really how that works most of the time not right. in real life um right. i think the other interesting sort of spin they did was the interaction with the the mayor yes because up up to getting the audience with the mayor and sort of his sort of reversal a little bit it was like ah mayor's gonna be an asshole he's blowing you off he's dismissing you my take is the mayor is more shrewd than boba fett (laughs) i feel like a lot of the other characters in the town for you know the mob story are a bit more shrewd than boba fett yeah yeah the casino owner knows ahead of time what's going on yes the mayor is also like okay so you brought me this guy okay so that means this is going on we're gonna kill him by the way up let's not have a fight by the way here's a piece of advice like he's been in the game like he knows how it goes and the fact that he's like you you sort of just took him at his word like you you believed what he told you like that's cute also he's not allowed to like live on this like operate on this planet at all so we're just gonna kill him yeah I can't tell if if Boba Fett is playing naive or he's really is naive to the situation. It's hard to tell because really, even since the first episode, he's just been kind of getting led along into situations. Every time he's getting led somewhere, it's almost an ambush every time. Because even though the mayor was giving him vital information in a way to kind of get him to get more information, you know, did he lead him into that situation knowing that the huts were on their way over there? That was going to be a problem, you know? So, so it just seemed like every time he gets a little help or a little advice, he's in the middle of something. Yeah, and it's 
it's difficult how much of that is him being naive, him being played, or just plot contrivance by right. the authors because right. it's like, what well, we need to introduce this, we need to introduce this, and let's do it in a dramatic way. So, yeah, like there's theoretically a version of this, especially since we, you know, have the still incomplete flashback where Fennec and Boba Fett are going to have a planning session that is before the current set like where right. you know the start of the episode where he's in Jabba's palace already and they're laying out their game plan right right and so maybe all of this sort of because there is there is a possibility boba fett is letting people tell them who they are right right so instead of just trying to dominate outright you give people the opportunity to backstab you <laughs> right? right to try to play you to see what they do yeah um i mean that would be very interesting if that's what the ploy was as opposed to him just being written a little naive right. it's difficult because I, I think there's also an element where you know the writer's want to be able to tell things to the audience yes and so what's happening a lot of times is you're getting these other characters the mayor mm -hmm. the casino owner who are giving him insights or yes. you know trying to and giving him information oh you didn't know oh the da, 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 da. Right. right and they're finding that way to sort of deliver that information but I don't know. There's a level of like, if they were playing their cards close, yeah. they wouldn't be telling shit. <laughs> right, right, right. So it's so early on, it's kind of hard to tell the intentions. And sometimes that's almost important to know as well. So you know what you're dealing with because you can't tell. Yeah, like you said, it could be as simple as, you know, the writers trying to, you know, serve a purpose with the, with the characters or it could be the characters this or that way which is hard to tell at this point, but it's interesting. But I will say all those characters, even though they're, you know, kind of given more information and leading the character along, you know, his journey or whatnot, I do really appreciate the nuances of the characters and not such obvious ways for everybody. You get to kind of learn as you go and you have an idea of what something's going to be and it kind of changes up. Like you said, like the mayor, for example, even that assassin in a way is kind of like, huh? Or even with that, um, and even though you knew more was going on with her, um, the bar owner, you, you kind of just know that kind of character. Part of me is almost like, and I can't tell if she's just being slick or not. Cause even when uh, Boba Fett went back to her and said, hey, you know, you knew what was going on. Cause look, I could tell that you're sweating. And instead of agreeing to what he was saying, she was more or less like, oh, you didn't hear. You didn't hear like like the like the huts are coming. It was more, almost right. like that. So you can tell she was just being quick on her toes, or she's really just trying to stay out of it and trying to you know she's playing it well. Yes, she's she's the casino slash bar slash brothel owner that like doesn't play on strength, right? Plays on flattery and you know appeasement. Which means she's caught between Boba Fett, who I'm guessing she thought was already handled and like, okay, that poor guy, he's dead, whatever. 
the huts are back in town. I gotta, you know, get on board with them. So when he comes walking back in, it's like, oh, oh shit, you're, oh, you're still alive. Okay, panic on the inside, panic on the inside. Don't show it. Oh, I'm sweating. Crap. Um, right, right. Yeah, I, I, I liked the those characterizations. So I just had a, a, a funny thought for, you know, we're questioning the the motives of these people, and we're questioning is Boba Fett naive versus not especially with all this flashback stuff. Right. There's a great science fiction series by Roger Zelazny. Uh, the whole whole thing, it's like 10 books. It's like Chronicles of Amber. Okay. And so without giving too much away, the main character starts off with amnesia, doesn't know what's going on. Someone's trying to kill him and zaniness ensues. And it's all sort of family politics. And so the thing is, every time he's running into one of his siblings and he starts to get his memories back, it's like, oh, okay, you're my brother random, you're so-and-so, you're blah, blah, blah. They're like, no, 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 wait, that's not actually what happened. And so it's this long game of like him trying to actually piece together the correct narrative because some of them are lying to him some of them are playing him some are not telling him everything and so every time he's like running into a new relative or player in the game he's having to like rewrite the narrative of like wait okay so was wait was frank betraying me like so it's it could be one of those situations where with the flashbacks there's going to be recontextualizations of people's actions and narratives so yeah, um, that would be really cool. And it's quite possible. At the top of our conversation, you had mentioned the huts, which is interesting to see. I will say that um, the CG for them was pretty cool. I, I like the CG for, you know, this show has been pretty good. Like, so with the different alien races and stuff like that, like the lizard people and stuff. Yeah, and the even though, Yeah, so even though they might just be animating their eyes or something, it's just been just really clean looking. I've been really digging digging the um the designs I, I did see some people online being like man you gotta do huts as like full animatronic uh, like get get the people in the in in the giant suits yeah. and i was like yeah cooking cooking <laughs> yeah, so, so, two huts like yeah like that yeah. would be really cool and an achievement and everything else especially since you got all those people holding the platform up <laughs> yeah exactly then you really like, see okay, them acting then we gotta hide we gotta hide a crane in the building behind them to actually hold up <laughs> the platform no. right but yeah i thought yeah. i thought the cgi and everything looked great um, yeah but what they I, didn't use the cgi and they did have a practical outfit was for the introduction of the new wookie oh yeah that was very interesting. And I think I caught some snippet where, like, he's not a new creation. Oh, like I, I, I I'm not familiar with him, okay. uh, but he's supposed to be one of the other. This, this is the weird thing. I didn't read the whole thing. I'm trying to stay out of spoilers and other Good. rabbit holes and stuff. But apparently, he's another bounty hunter, which seems weird. Like, the thing is, in the popular imagination bounty hunters are these hard-boiled well-armored fighter killer machines and it's like um uh no like i mean 
dog the bounty hunter like he, he's just old and big like <laughs> so the idea that these mob bosses keep hiring bounty hunters as if they're better than hired muscle like i i think it's like their equivalent of like trying to say like they hired a samurai right it, right right it's a, a title that that implies more deadliness right. um like it's a specialty that they have right but really their specialty should be finding people right, right, right. first that that's that's i think that's a always underwritten part of like <laughs> like really good like bounty hunter stories so again i run freaking tabletop games and ran a star wars game and we had a bounty hunter in the group and it's really hard to integrate that in sometimes to a story with multiple people because it's just like all right we're just we're just gonna throw in a side quest you go to go find the thing but you have to have a player that actually has a vague understanding of how to hunt people down yeah yeah because otherwise it's just uh i use my character skill and i find them and it's like that's fucking boring that's fucking boring i i would love to see some story with i don't know some bounty hunter or something there there's a, a very handy trick um one of their targets in my game knew people were coming after him mm-hmm. so he intentionally went to like three different people and basically went hey i need my stuff i'm getting out of town i'm going to the city to the north and then he went to the other person and like hey i need my stuff what you owe me i'm going to the city to the south (laughs) and then then he went to the third person who was a stormtrooper captain and was like hey these assholes just got paid out by the huts you might want to shake them down go ahead and shoot them please thank you bye i'm out of here and then he went (laughs) somewhere else entirely and it threw off all my players it's beautiful i love it i love it that's strategizing right there. Right. So I, I like how you saw the possible encounter that, that didn't happen and he just kind of eyed him and, you know, the huts are kind of like, we're out of here and we'll, we'll see you next time. Sleep with one eye open, basically. Um, I thought it was kind of, I thought it was kind of cool. Like I said, the little intimidation factor was there. I like the character design was pretty interesting. So it's just like, you know, it's going to be a, more to come with this. So it'll be... It's- it's also the way they set it up, especially with Fennec's comment of like, we would have to get permission to kill them. I was going to ask you, but I was really curious. What's up with that comment? Like, why would they have to get permission? Because, so the huts, if I'm remembering sort of my, my research, the huts pretty much see themselves as a superior species in its entirety than all the other sort of sentient species in the galaxy so they even try to present themselves as semi deified like they really got that ego matches their body size and they also don't like it when anyone kills any hut anywhere so it's one of those things of like no 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 we are all on team hut so we might fight between ourselves, between our different clans, between our different families. But if someone goes and like takes out a hut without them like being properly ostracized by the rest of hut society, then we're going to come down on you like a ton of huts. Bro, so how that's... can you be ahead of a crime syndicate, but also an endangered species list? How can you be both? Like I could destroy you, but don't hit me. <laughs> 
<laughs> we can be tyrants, but not don't 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 get don't get us back. Don't 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 get me back. Infighting amongst the huts. Eh, that's, that's one thing. But outsiders, mm. no, no, no. Very interesting. Yeah, that, that really made me think. I was like, so what's up with that? And and so who exactly would they have to get permission from to no idea. No. Get a do an attack on him. I thought it was interesting. Yeah. Especially they, since they, they threatened him. Yeah, they they yeah. They they threatened them. But you kind of have to because it's a bit of a pissing contest. I mean, the other the other thing that is clever about doing it that way and you know setting up that we can't kill them outright is one, you have to find other ways of reducing them. Mm-hmm. Just because you can't kill the huts doesn't mean you can't kill the rest of their organization. But that scene is also a nice way of front loading the antagonist right they are going to be the primary antagonist you get to meet them face to face i mean this is this also a problem in sort of like role-playing games is like you have to come up with these sort of contrivances to introduce the bad guys but not let the players kill them off immediately and this is the exact same thing where they're like ah we gotta wait we gotta wait and get permission because otherwise we would just ace those two right now Right, right. Like a dangerous thing is coming, coming to get the, the character. And if they car worked, the movie would be over in five minutes. So you got to have a problem with the door working. You got to have a problem with the whatever, whatever, just to keep you there. So that's true. That's true. Yeah. Because really, you would think, you know, he's a bounty hunter and a killer. He would just take him out, you know, no problem. Right. But, um, and the, but yeah. the fact that they just wander around in their palaquin, open air, it's like, <laughs> um, Right. You ever heard of the JFK assassination? It's like, no, no. Have you ever heard of the rest of our species just annihilating you? Right. I mean, probably the only reason there wasn't a ginormous bounty on Leia after she killed Jabba on the pleasure barge because everyone else fucking died on the barge and no one knows that she did that. It's just, boom, the whole thing blew up. The only people that know they even got out right. were the people that got out. That's it. Yeah. There's maybe a couple people like back at Jabba's Palace that didn't go on the trip that are like, hey, where's the boss? <laughs> That's, funny. That's true. Good point. Good point. So after their encounter, back to the tank. And so we get to another dip into the, the flashback and he's back again and he's... Um, He's with the Tuscans and he's out there learning the correct way to use his weapon. His gaffy stick. His gaffy stick. And, and um, he's kind of working it out. And I, and I love how he's earning his place. Um, and I like how, even though you can tell he's tired and frustrated and kind of, he, it's almost hard to tell if he want to be there or not because you can see how he can kind of catch himself with his attitude and kind of you know, pulling himself back a little bit and being like, okay, I'm doing what you're saying. I'm doing what you're saying. And then he's really realizing that he's not. And okay, please teach me. Please teach me. So I'm digging the levels of, you know, his feelings that he must be going through during that time. And then also finding humility within it as well. Cause I, you know, even though he's going through that stuff, I think he knows how to take advantage of a good situation to add to him, which I think is pretty neat. Right. The, as someone who's done lots of martial arts <laughs> yes the whole like struggling with an instructor i thankfully have not had to struggle with instructors that didn't speak fluent english but struggling with an instructor of like i'm trying to do the thing and mm. it 
not being like you're teaching me wrong just right being like, all right i'm i'm not getting it okay please show me again please right. hit me upside the head right. um ironic that i was with one of my instructors on sunday and they sort of complain about people not getting it to the extent where it's like i'm either going to stop showing it to you or i'm going to show it to you and you're going to get hurt it's like okay so we're just gonna make sure we're keeping up to speed right. um, either, either you're gonna get it or you're gonna get it yeah you're gonna get it um <laughs> but yeah the the one one thing that i liked with with his performance, uh, Tamura Morrison, I looked him up, um, is because his his background, he sees Maori. And so there's two bits in this episode. Um, I think it's one in the training section. And then later, after he's crafted his gaffy stick, he's come back from his vision quest and he's you know, invited to the, the circle of warriors and they start doing what looks like at first a kata. And then it's like, oh, they're doing a haka, right? Mm -hmm. They're doing, you know, the equivalent of a Maori sort of war dance, yeah, right? Yeah. Which is an actual thing. And so when I saw him do it the first time with his face, yeah. Like it wasn't just like a er I'm angry. Right. It, the, it it was the hawk. It was the the intense eyes, the 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 yelling. I was like, that's that's fucking cool that yeah. they brought that into his character. Yeah. It made it way more authentic. And I think for those that pick up on the connection, it makes it more clear what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Right. And the, the theming of like we're people of warriors yeah right so i i thought that was that was really cool that they sort of bridged his actual cultural background in with his portrayal and with the the tuscans yeah that's pretty dope and then george lucas was kind of known for doing that kind of stuff anyway because he, he you know the the folks and the characters he came up with definitely you know interpretations of, of different races and stuff and then also kind of um you know lean into what we already have as well which is also always makes things more authentic and easier for people to connect to even if they don't know where it's from it reads right. differently than somebody just making something up that's not kind of based on something else that's real yeah the yeah. other the other fun thing with that the the nice thing is the first time i heard anyone discussing it was the immediate counter argument that it was wrong but people Apparently, some people were like, oh, man, they're just doing a white savior. And the counter argument is, you fucking morons. The character is Maori. Like, that doesn't work as cleanly as, say, like, Dances with Wolves or fucking Avatar, where, yes, the character is blatantly white. He is an outsider right. going to it. So the rest of that might be true, but... In the way that I saw the, the this discussion taking place is they were reading it as this wasn't him coming in like Lawrence of Arabia, which the right. train sequence, people were like, that is a huge homage to Lawrence of Arabia. Right. It wasn't him coming in to use them to make them better. It was right. him healing himself in a way, him finding right. himself. Right. Because the one unspoken things so far 
So why the fuck he didn't just leave? Yeah. Once he's back on his feet, once he's free, right? The start of this episode, he's within the flashback. He's not a prisoner anymore. Yeah. He could just be like, thanks. I'm going to take some water. Peace. I'm out. I'm going to go back to my old life. But he didn't. Right? So there's something... There's nothing calling him back. So he's finding a new sense within the, the, the tribe. That's interesting that somebody took it as like the uh, the savior kind of thing. Especially, I took it as as him almost kind of like sharing as if, you know, sharing the same way they're sharing with him. Like they're mm -hmm. sharing culture and their ways and their form of fighting and stuff like that. And he's like, well, let me contribute as well. I could, I could do this for you. It was more of an exchange than it was, let mm -hmm. me show you how to do this kind of thing. No, he saw a situation that he could probably add something to it, just like they added something to his situation to, you know, save him and save him as well. So right. to me, that's almost like that's a whole different thing than somebody, you know, learned the martial arts skill for five minutes and they're better than the best top person in the class. It's none, it's none of that right. stuff. That's why it reads funny. That that's the problem with it. It's not the fact that you're from a different culture and you can't learn some other, some other culture stuff. It's not that at all. It's just like the, the fact that it comes off unearned a lot of times. Yeah. And it could be because of the movies. It could be because it's shorthand. So, you know, a five second montage is, is you know, it's a 20 years worth of, you know, learning a skill set, I guess. But it's still a shorthand. And sometimes, like I said, they just, just the way that goes, you know, it could come off kind of funny. And sometimes... It is messy and it is a situation where they're there. They're the best thing there. They're better than the teacher already five minutes later and stuff. And yeah, that stuff's I, always annoying. That's a, that's a different kind of thing. And that's just yeah. a disrespect for the situation more so. Th this was a whole different thing to me. I I, I took it as an exchange of, of, of ways of doing things. Yeah, he was bridging, not dominating. Yes, exactly. And, Big difference. And, and to uh, not outstripping his instructor, the trying to think of the one that taught him how do you fight with the gaffy stick the one that's like almost all in black yes the ninja tuscan mm -hmm. one i think it's a woman Ooh. two you saw through that train sequence that ninja tuscan is still a huge fucking badass more than you thought it's like holy yeah. crap because because there is a a version of that whole sequence where it is just boba fett that is making this decisive key strategic advancements right? right taking out this guy taking out that guy but it was not it was definitely thank god for ninja tuscan because mm -hmm. they fucked up a shitload of people yeah. um i think out of the whole the whole sequence the only thing that annoyed me was the shooters that they had on the train as it's flying through the desert are like yeah we're going um 100 200 miles an hour we're just gonna snipe that tuscan and right. snipe that tuscan and snipe that tuscan like okay the bantha which is a giant elephant sure you can hit that broadside yeah. fine but they're just like snipe 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 and then somehow when they get close range they're like ah oh, i'm gonna miss once in a while Ugh. yeah I thought it was interesting that they would just, you know, go by and just be picking people off in the first place. And then for the only reason to have, you know, for them doing that is because they thought that, well, at least that's the answer he said, is that they thought that, you know, the savages protect, is basically 
basically is going to, you know, attack them or whatnot. And who knows? Because they do do that kind of stuff. They do kind of, you know, they kind of pillage. <laughs> so, well, if you remember in the pod racing scene in episode one, they're going through the canyons and there's they're like pew, pew, trying yeah. to take pot shots at them. Now, it might also be because it's like, get out of our fucking canyon. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's true. Yeah, they they, they could have done a version of the shooting at the Tuscans as maybe we hit one and the rest of it's a bunch of suppressing fire as they go through. Because that's like, okay. Yeah. That yeah, but not like pew pew, we killed five of you. Right. I don't know. Doesn't but, have the same impact, but well I do from that even though that happened, I thought it was very interesting that they were getting kind of taken out like that from the train. It did also show their ritual for for burning their dead and they're you know just like i said it i i love when things are twofold one because something happens and then the reaction and not just you know that's done but it's a it's a chance to give more insight in the characters and stuff and i love how um this show's been doing that so just to show their ceremonies and things like that yeah. um from the way they bury their dead to everybody comes together to adorn the the person that they're bringing in with the with their garments and stuff like that and the it was just very sacred very just beautiful um just like the sacred hallucination lizard yes <laughs> that was I wasn't trip. ready for that me either that was a trip too <laughs> it was like oh is it gonna have to lick it he's gonna have to eat it and like right. now it's just gonna climb right up your nose in your head right right <laughs> So that, that that was a trip, but um, I the the one question out of the, this is hilarious. How I'm like, okay, sure, I'll buy the brain lizard thing. Cool, cool, cool. I'll just live in your sinuses, pump it through, you know, psychedelics into your sinuses. The tree, the tree. Now I get it. It looked like a very dead tree, but and this is the hard thing with vision quests. Like, did he? find an actual tree or is he somehow tapping into something else which has been like that opens up a whole new things about the metaphysics of star wars but like i don't expect the tree actually like wrapped its arms around him like it did in his right, right, nightmare yeah. scenario of his all flashbacks and trauma and stuff but yeah i don't be like did he just actually randomly find a tree uh, hey he had the branch so he had the branch and that's the thing so, it's like deliverable right right and so I, was the lizard. I got a branch i don't know about the rest of the stuff but i got a branch and the lizard did come back out of somewhere and went back into that little little right? case so the lizard was real too but the placement of it i is questionable <laughs> i i just gotta hope they wash the lizard before the next guy <laughs> like yeah but that was really cool oh one thing i wanted to ask you too what do you think of those two characters that they had inside the uh, train depot? They had this this guy who looked kind of like, um, well, he had his his wardrobe was kind of like um, Han Solo in a way, and he was there with the with the lady. Remember when uh, Boba Fett went over there with the you know he said, "I just need um, a staff." Oh oh oh, a, oh oh right! They went to the the the, the tiny 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 yeah, yeah. cantina, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and the fact that he kind of looked like Han Solo. Yeah, not not that he necessarily looked like him, but it, I thought I thought the way they dressed him, I couldn't tell it was just like uh, just the you know the wardrobe of folks or whatnot, or if it was supposed to 
remind us of something or was it post do you think it was anything extra to that no no okay. i think he was just some he, he was just some bloke at the bar okay and he didn't keep his mouth shut okay okay that's fair at that whole scene where he comes and just fucks up all the bikers yeah yeah well done. <laughs> you're funny but yeah, I thought it was I thought it was pretty cool. But yeah, so it seemed like like I said, I I, I like that uh I like that storyline for the flashback. Um I'm just digging the Tuscans and, and just learning more about them and, and seeing, you know, I don't know, it's just, it's interesting. Like I said, it's just nice to to see characters that, you know, like I never read the books and stuff. So to see these characters kind of fleshed out more so than just seeing them as, you know background players in a in a movie it's pretty cool i'm i'm really enjoying this journey because as much as i went in for boba fett but it's all these other characters and stuff i'm really getting a chance to so when i watch those movies again it's going to mean something else to me i'll look at them differently like right. those won't be the savages those would be the people because also i was going to say too i thought it was pretty dope like you were saying you know were they driving through their their land because boba fett made a comment about that like okay if you want to live, this is our, you know, this is this is what's You're up. You're gonna fucking pay them. You're gonna pay them for passing over their territory. And if anyone, if anyone, right, it's the same thing with the huts. He basically said, if anyone comes in here and kills them, I'm coming for you. Right. So right. now it's on you. Right. 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 I, I love that. I thought that was dope. I, I like I said. I yeah. So I I love that that we're getting this. You know. Yeah. And of course, it's going to escalate because someone, even if it's not the fish people, let's just call them the fish people on the train. Right. Even if it's not the fish people that come back in numbers and say, fuck you guys, mm-hmm. someone else is going to fulfill that role. But yeah. like someone else is not going to be happy that that route mm-hmm. got disrupted. Right. that that area is off limits that a toll needs to be paid someone else is gonna be like no 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 fuck you we yeah. get to do whatever we want here just because somebody said not to even if it was as simple as that you won't tell me what to do right, right. might cause war but you're not gonna tell me not to do it <laughs> yeah <sighs> so my my kung fu instructor that I saw on Sunday was talking about having to deal with you know getting introduced to different different schools different groups and when someone says oh so and so is good he's done x y and z blah 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 there's always some motherfucker who has to find out how good who just takes it as almost a personal insult that someone is considered good and they have to be that fucking dumbass schoolyard idiot who has to be like no 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 i'm top dog i'm gonna find out if you're a top and that's what's gonna happen that's what's gonna happen in the dune sea is now boba fett and the tuscans have said don't fuck with us and someone's gonna be like oh oh i'm not even involved but you're gonna tell me not to fuck with you i'm gonna okay yeah that's how that's gonna go and that's probably gonna be Bib Fortuna or something like that and that's probably how it's going to lead to him being the daimyo now. Because if anyone's going to be like, no, 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 you don't get to tell me what to do. It's going to be the daimyo. Right, right, right. All right. 
So overall, what did you think of this episode? Uh, I thought it was pretty good. Okay. I think it there was a lot more sort of going on in the first episode, okay. right? There's a little bit more setup in the first episode. The train sequence was pretty well done. Um, it, it's funny sometimes because I watch this with my wife and I'm like, okay, put the phone down. You gotta have to pay attention now. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. I th- I don't know when again is it structurally two-thirds of the way through is when we find out what the twist is through the flashbacks of why Boba Fett is doing what he's doing right we don't have his I want song yet in this case it's going to be why I'm doing this why song and it's probably going to have to do something with the Tuscans because that seems like who he is now he's part of that tribe so if he has to basically go back into the world as it were to help protect them i could see that narrative working really well yeah all right i enjoyed it as well i still think it's interesting how they're doing this slower paced show but they're using the time wisely I'm getting a lot of background on characters that I, like I said, I've seen in the backgrounds of movies and stuff, and I'm getting more of a breath of what they're about, which I'm enjoying. I'm liking all the characters, the bad guys and the good guys. I guess they're all bad guys in a way, or levels of badness. Um, compromised. They're right. all compromised. That's, that's Morally right. compromised. That's right. That's right. So I'm, I'm definitely having fun with it. Like I said, I'm enjoying the flashback stuff too, and I, I think that's cool. When the current story and the flashbacks are both in a way very interesting because sometimes when shows do that you either like one more than the other like okay stay in present don't go back or stay back don't go into present so i think they're doing a great job at least so far of making both equally interesting and also where you're curious enough to kind of see where the through line is going because you you know that one definitely infringes on the other you just don't know at what level of infringement it's going to be, but you know that this this have to be in some kind of way a connected uh, connected story. I think the other thing, and this might be related to the I want component, is I want to see Boba Fett in Boba Fett the mob boss daimyo get frustrated because so far he's just too cool and i don't mean like i'm cool but he's just not flustered and i get that's probably a character component but there needs to be a bit where he's getting too many setbacks right and really aside from the assassination attempt he hasn't had like a major setback because he hasn't lost anything he's still just in the i'm telling people i'm the daimyo oh i have a challenger that's about it yeah yeah right so i i want to see him get frustrated in his plans because i want to see how that character handles it and if they play it too cool i I think that's gonna gonna rob the narrative you can't just have him be the cool level-headed badass like right at some point there has to be something that he wants 
that he is frustrated by or thwarted on, right? Or he loses something. And I don't feel like we've seen that yet. So hopefully that's coming down the road. I have a prediction. The, the way he's kind of dealing with everybody, all these different, you know, sex. I have a sneaky suspicion they're going to pull like a um, Fast and Furious. Like when um, The Rock's character pops, when he goes to go get uh, Dom and the rest of the crew in Brazil, and he thinks he's going to arrest them. And he's like, you know, this is Brazil. And then everybody in the whole area just pulls out pulls out their guns and be like, if you try to move this guy or take him, everybody's going to die tonight. So, right? I think it's, so I think it's going to be the whole thing where he's going to earn his place with that whole town. And it's going to be the, whatever the big bad or the big situation is going to be. Everybody's just going to kind of come together, you know, because I guess kind of paying him back for all the good deeds he did for all of them in some kind of way. Well, that that becomes an interesting thing because like if you're a I don't want to say good, but if you were, as he would say, a respectful mob boss, like you don't overly hoard and just threaten people. You don't only take. Mm -hmm. There has to be a give and a take. Mm -hmm. You have to protect your own people. Right. And so if he does that, he might set up some of that reciprocity turns down the road those scenes are those things are always fun where it's like oh we're just hanging out here in the club i'm gonna walk in i'm gonna threaten you at the back table and it's like you should look at all the other tables in the bar right now because the music stopped and everyone has a gun pointed at you right. yeah. i will say my other other prediction again i think ninja tuscan is a woman and I think that's going to be more of a connection with Boba Fett. But okay. that would mean maybe Tuscan mask comes off at some point. I don't know. Have you ever seen what they look like underneath the mask? No, no, no. That's a whole thing. Supposedly there was some comic where, you know, uh, I don't know if it was Dark Horse or Marvel at the time. But uh, I think it was the one, the storyline where a Jedi actually went and joined the Tuscan Raiders at some point in the past and had a kid who was force sensitive that he trained up as a Jedi who was half Tuscan Raider. And I think they showed their face or not, but eh, that's probably not even canon anymore. So I would honestly be fine if they were just like, yeah, we're not going to show it. Are they a separate species? Are they human are they a mix of different species uh... right right because like to be honest when i saw the movie as a kid i just assumed that that's you know that was their face right you know what i mean because you have all the different kind of alien creatures and stuff so I, I realize now that it's like a covering to protect them from the sun but i'm just saying before when i saw that i just took it as the, that being their faces just like you had right um, you know different characters so there was one there was one other one other line that got dropped like the oh we got to get permission for us to kill them yeah and the 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 tuscans were talking about you know their their warrior sort of ancestry back to i'm gonna butcher the line but back to when there was water in the sea like the yeah. dune sea right and so it's like whoa, whoa, whoa there was that much water on tattooing at one point like that's that's what it sounds like. That that made 
you know, my eyebrows go up. So that's an interesting little bit if that's, you know, accurate or if that's myth or lore with, with that that culture or tribe. But that'd be interesting things. That's with the other sort of hard science fiction that I read. I'm like, why doesn't someone just go to like some planet nearby that has like uh you know a, an ice ring belt around one of the planets just scoop that stuff up and just like bring it back to tattooing and just like rain it down in the atmosphere like same reason why we got homeless people now and people hungry when they throw away food in a trash can it's, it's it, you know it'd be game over <laughs> right and the thing is the, the water sellers on tattooing don't want more water they don't want free water no, no. They want expensive water that's worth killing over, but they'll, right. they'll yeah. So it's something about that rarity and and politics and systems that are in place to kind of keep things moving. So sometimes the question is not how to fix something. The question is why is it not being fixed? That is quo. Well, man, it was good catching up with you talking about episode two. Once again, I always appreciate your insight and your take. I love the fact that your insight is something else. But like I said, because you're, you're well read with these kind of stories and stuff like that. You're, you're familiar with the lore. You also created scenarios and stuff like this. So it's just so funny because you're you're thinking, you know, like a showrunner would. So <laughs> all these different perspectives, is, I, I like it. It gives me something extra to think about instead of just a straightforward watching of the show. So... All the nerditry pays off. It's odd. Hey, man, it, it, all, it all adds up. So do you have any other words or you're good? No, I think I'm good. It'd be interesting to see how the other episodes go. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to them, though. And, I, and that, that says a lot. All right. So that was Jay and Ryan catching up on the book of Boba Fett. Until next time. Peace. Catch you later. This is Jay, and I hope you're enjoying the conversation so far. I just want to let you know that this conversation is part of a larger conversation that continues on the next episode. Thanks for listening. <laughs>